You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel Clint. You're awfully smiley today. I'm smiling. You know why I'm smiling? Here's why I'm smiling. Because I've already placed a lock Mm. of the week. I've placed the bet. The bet is down. And if you are in on this right now, I don't know how much more I could tell you. Get to the betting site of your choice and lock Mm -hmm. in Georgia minus 14. I believe it's what it's called. Yeah. yeah, betonline.ag. Get over there right now and bet that line at minus fourteen because it's only going to go up, y'all. Has to, right? Has to. Does it have to go Maybe. up? Has to go up. What if it goes Has down to. though, Clint? I'll take out a second oh. mortgage on my house. That's what I'll Look, do. here's the deal. I got there's there's always there's always money to be had somewhere. I got a I got a pillowcase somewhere. I, I don't a, know where my look, wife hides it, but there's always money in the banana stand. So you get over to the banana stand, you'll find something there. You'll be you'll be just fine. Uh, hey, if you haven't figured out by now, he is Daniel. I am Clint, and we are Locked On Bulldogs here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We don't take ourselves too seriously, nor each other. We like to have fun on this podcast because we're not gurus or insiders. What we are are fans, and this week, oh, this week is all the fandom that we can take and embody and saturate ourselves in. So get on for it. Buckle up. It's going to be a heck of a week. It's our favorite week of the year. Okay? Oh, hands down. I got a job in which I got to work some weekend time. I'm going to let you know right now, PTO has already been put in. I ain't, I ain't doing no work. It's like T's and P's to all of our employers the second half of this week because we're just going to be out watching. We're going to be watching old game film. We're going to be watching all sorts of shenanigans and nonsense. Um, it is It is Florida week. Georgia was obviously coming off a bye last week, and so you might think we don't have that much to talk. Normally, Monday episodes, we recap the previous week's action. We'd be on here Uh-oh. talking about Georgia's last game. A um, couple, couple things happened in the NCAA that maybe we want to touch on, want to get to. And then, listen, Florida, Florida deserves all of your hatred. They deserve all of your animosity, just condensed right into a nice tight little package. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Glad that you're here. Subscribe on audio, uh, wherever podcasts are found. If you're watching on YouTube right now, go subscribe to the audio podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, whatever is the podcast listening app of your choice. Go subscribe over there so you can listen on the go or whatnot. Um, and if you're listening on audio right now, which many of you are still the primary way that people consume the podcast, um, yep. Pop on over to the YouTube channel and just do us a favor. Just mm-hmm. click that little subscribe. Just give it a little click and um, maybe check out a few of the videos or whatnot. But if you subscribe over there, it really helps us out. Thanks for doing that. Um, email us, lockdownbulldogs at gmail.com. Kenny, shout out to you. We're going to get back to you. Kenny's going to send us some ice cream, Clint. He's got the flavors. He sent us mm. a, a list of flavors. I'm going right now. I'm going to look at those flavors. Kenny about to get fired from his job for sending us free ice cream. It's uh, it's. Fantastic. I just realized. I just realized. I still don't know the um, no the email. So Kenny, Kenny he was never going to look at those flavors. He don't know nothing about no email. Don't don't say. 
but you do locked on bulldogs at gmail.com if you want to send us an email uh and if you want to hit us up on twitter you can just find it at dogs podcast um and we will be there to chat with you uh on there all right clint can we mm-hmm. start here it's not a braves podcast you know that's great. It's there's a, there's great Braves podcasts out there. Locked on this Braves, is, good spot to go sure. check out. Sure. Um, how about the Braves, though, Clint? Woo. Eddie Rosario, Ooh. Eddie Rosario, Tyler Matzik, Freddie Freeman, Dansby Swanson, Ooh. Austin Riley. I, I'm just all of it. You said Tyler Matzik, oh. and I blacked out. I've just come to. Have you said any other names yet? I don't know. I've lost you. That man. Yeah. Know. Hold on. Let me let me just make sure I understand. There was a runner on second and third, and there were no mm-hmm. outs. Daniel, not an out to be seen. Not an out to be even heard from. Okay. Okay. He came in, okay. struck out the side. So, Do you hear that ominous music? Halloween's Look, coming just, up. Just just all up in here in these Look, in these. Tyler Matzik <laughs> makes people scared. We got music in the background. The more you know is coming up later. Don't worry about that. Okay. Oh, don't worry. Uh, that's enough. That's enough Braves talk. Okay. Uh, Braves are in the World Series. Um, T's and P's to all of our emotional well-being. Let's talk about the weekend of college football, Clint. What'd you learn? What'd you see? Um, a lot of big time action. Penn State not good. Penn, Penn State a, pre- a pretender. A pretender, uh, yeah. Clint. Uh, what else did you see from uh, the weekend that was? How can it not be spoken about first right out of the gates? Two things. Tennessee is once they actually get a conditioning coach in there that can make them go past 30 minutes uh, mm-hmm. of of game time, they're gonna be they're gonna be somebody to contend with. And uh, Alabama just refuses to play defense. Refuses. And and I'm here for it. <laughs> How could you not be? Um, it won't help us when we play Old Miss in the SEC championship game, but but yeah, Alabama's you, lack of ability to play defense is y'all a, don't think that the Iron Bowl and I are going to have many, many bets when that when oh, that game comes around. Watch out. I'll at least be watching it. Um here's what I took away from Clint. Um Ohio State, second best team in the country, probably. Probably the second best team in the country. I think that's fair to say. Would you say? I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Who's the third best team in the country? Not the team that should be ranked third. Who's the third best team in the country? Nobody knows yeah. is the point. No one knows. Nobody uh, could you knows. could you say Oklahoma? You can't say Oklahoma, especially after uh, Caleb came in and didn't have a great show. Kansas showing. almost beat them, Clint. You can't say Cincinnati because they had a poor showing and they don't have the players necessarily. It's a developmental school. I get and that. Indiana took them to the woodshed, Clint. Okay. And did you see what Ohio State just did to Indiana? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You Uh-oh. can't say Michigan yet because they've had some close ones and um, they're, they got that on the horizon. Officially a fraud, Clint. Just ooh, ooh. write it down. Well, Michigan uh, is a fraud. Iowa? Nope, not a chance there. I mean, no maybe one, the no third best team. Like, we're not saying they're good. We're just saying, are they the third best team? Is Oregon the third best team in the country? Who knows? Like, who knows? Here's what I do know. I'm not scared of any of them. Zero. Any of them. Ohio State fans, 
You better just get all the narratives ready. Because at the end of the season, that's all you're going to have. Because guess what? Your team's not going to make the playoff. You're the second best team in the country, and you're not going to make the playoff because you're going oh, to lose no. another game. Yeah. Uh, you get you get two losses. You're done. Like, you, you don't yeah. get to go into the, the CFP. That's a, that's a shame for you. Um, here's my final thought in this segment, and then we're going to bump it, and we're going to start talking about Florida as we should. My final thought in this segment is uh, a bit of a public service announcement. Ooh, Daniel. Educational segment, the more you know. Um, let me say this. I'm going to say it kindly. No matter what we say on this podcast, somebody's going to Somebody's going to be in the comments. I don't think he's going to say it kindly. Just no, I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to say somebody's going to be in the comments and be like, "This is a stupid take," and what, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. If you are excessive, what I'm going to call excessively wrapped up in okay. the narrative conversation, Clint. And here's the thing: I'm looking at you, okay. Braves fans. Ooh, I'm oh, looking no. at you, Georgia fans. If you care about what the world thinks about your team mm. more than you care about the games your team is winning. There you go. I just want to respectfully say you're not doing fandom correctly. That's no, not, not how you do it. So it's – yes, everybody wants to be respected. Everybody wants to feel like – but Georgia fans already getting worked up, you know, obviously the we haven't played anybody narrative been over, you know, been been talked sure. about. Georgia fans worked up about how we're going to win the national championship, going to feed in. People are going to say it's a down year for college football and they're going to make all these excuses. Please let that happen. Please let me listen to national media members saying Georgia didn't deserve to be the national champion that they weren't. Sure. Please. Let some guy from the LA Times talk to me about how the Dodgers were really the best team in all of baseball, even though the Braves are going to the World Series. That's good. You understand? That's not a problem. That means your team is winning the games. So that's, that's just a little for me to you. Okay. Okay. Let's focus more on beating the crap out of teams on the field. Ooh. And with that, we segue to the Florida Gators, Clint. We got a lot to cover on uh, this game, but first, want to talk to you about this. Prize Picks is fantastic for football fans. Have you heard about Prize Picks? Oh, Prize Picks is daily fantasy there. made easy. Come on now, I know what I'm doing. I love it. Daniel loves it. We know you will too. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. It offers more college football props than anybody else in the world offers. Uh, you get to pick any prop you can think of, yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown, or how many quarterbacks Dan Mullen will try to trot out there on a given on a given game. How, how many? Listen Three, four? Take, I don't Take the interceptions thrown over this over, week for Emory Jones. Oh, no. All the users right now that go over there and use the promo code LOCKDOWN get 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. That means you put $100 down, you get 200 right on top. Thanks to promo code LOCKEDON. You pick two to five players on the over-under projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. It has an award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. 
Injuries can be made in 60 seconds or left. It's that easy. Go to prizepicks.com, use promo code locked on, or go to the App Store, download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, Clint. Um, just an initial preview. Not going to do an in-depth breakdown. Um, we got some guests coming on the show we do. this week. Excited about that. Um, big time returning guests coming back tomorrow. So mm-hmm. check back in for that. Mm-hmm. Excited um, for all those takes and thoughts. Maybe some new guests coming up later in the week. Who knows? All right. So let's get into this Florida game, though. It's obviously Dan Mullen versus Kirby Smart, and um, we made a living on this podcast. Uh, I wish we made a living on this podcast, but we actually have real jobs. But we 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 hammered the narrative on this podcast until mm-hmm. last year that Dan Mullen would never beat Kirby Smart while the head coach of the Florida Gators. And um, lo and behold, that was not true. Kudos to him. Kudos to them. They got the dub last year. Sure. Um, you know, we had 100 injuries. None of those sure. are excuses. Who cares? Nope. Um, the Dan Mullen, Kirby Smart narrative, though, is not going anywhere. Uh, one of them is a competent coach. The other is Dan Mullen. One of them sometimes beats good teams. The other is okay. Dan Mullen. One of them never loses to awful teams. The other is Dan Mullen. One yep. of them... Um, one of them has a spouse that borderline assaults the players, and the other is Kirby Smart. So there's there's a lot of dis- differences, a lot of ways we could differentiate. Where do you want to start this conversation? Do you want to start by talking about Florida's offense or Florida's defense? Oh, Daniel, I want to start talking about Florida's offense, and I want to give mm. you a, a number – of the Florida offense. I'm going to run down the list and I'm going to give you the rushing averages per rush of players on Florida. Okay. Okay. Oh, now, now this is very, we're going to jump into it. Here we go. I want to jump right into it. Okay. Okay. Uh, The leading, the leading running back on their team, Emory Jones. Yes. That, thank you Um, for saying it that way. He's not only the leading rusher, he's the leading rusher among tailbacks. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, the wishbone was an offense in like you know, eighteen sixty. I mean, just just out here, or, Civil War or would wrap up. If you ask Paul just, Johnson, <laughs> just just do a nice little tea and crumpets and uh, and take mm-hmm. a little football game. Emory Jones lining up back there. He is averaging five point eight yards per rush. Malik Davis is offering us five point five yards per rush. Damian Pierce is offering the Florida Gators 5.7 per rush. And then I have to, uh, I have to add Anthony Richardson um, 12.4, a clip Mm. uh, over here, long leg McGee. Okay. Here's, here's what I want to say. Here's the point. Okay. I want to start with their offense. I want to start with their rushing attack, the vaunted rushing attack that ran rickshaw over Alabama averaging under five yards a carry. Now, Daniel, you and I have been on this podcast before talking about uh, what we expected preseason given prediction of UGA running backs. And I remember at one point we had DeAndre Swift a couple of years ago, and we put the number at something like 6.4, 6.7. And we said to ourselves, will he get that? And I said, mm-hmm. oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's gonna be, it's gonna be kind of tough, you know. If he, I think he might be six point five somewhere around that. That'll be an okay season. And he said, well, he better be because that's what we expect every single year out of our running backs. 
Um, because we're, we're a team that likes to rush, has good running backs. Florida over here saying that they are a good rushing attack and nary, except for Anthony Richardson, which I'll get to in a moment. None of them are getting over six yards of carry. What they are doing is they are grinding out yep. drives. They are slowly grinding drives down. And then on top of that, taking shots deep. Anthony Richardson's uh, yards per attempt throwing, because he's a better thrower than Emory Jones, is 10.6 yards per attempt, where Emory Jones is 7.5. Here's what that means. Let me condense Seven this all down. Point, just, just say it again. 7.5 yards per attempt? Emory Jones, 7.5 yards per attempt. Okay? That's, that's the step. If you adjust it and, and do and do some analytics, the adjusted yards per attempt is 6.3. So you take out some outliers, you take out some, some bad deep, all this stuff. Anthony Richardson, 10.6 yards per attempt, adjusted 9.6 for outliers. Okay? Hmm. So both under 10. Here's, here's what I, I'm trying to tell I, you. Can I interject a comparison? Please do. Stetson Bennett, 12.1 yards per attempt. So if you now, needed a context, if you Florida fan, if you're listening and you needed a context, take Stetson Bennett, who is, you just decide how good of a quarterback he is. I don't want to put words in your mouth. You tell me. Good, not good. Sure. Competent, not competent. You're telling me that Emory Jones, the leading throwing mm-hmm. tailback on their team. Correct. Who leads their team in passing yards by a tailback. Correct. Is averaging seven yards, seven and a half yards an attempt. That's what I'm saying, Daniel. And and Stets over here nearly double that? So here's I think here's my point about their offense. Mm-hmm. It's bad. In a word, it's bad. They are grinding out these ground and pound, averaging clips of, of four, sometimes six yards per carry, which we've said on this podcast. If you want to try to make your living, try to make your hay on making chunk yards against this rushing defense, like that's on you. That's your own death that you're going to. That's the Kentucky self-imposed death march that they did against Kirby. Okay. Sure. Go for it, Florida. Have all you want with that. Then what you're going to try to do is you're going to try to hit a couple deep shots with Anthony Richardson, which will I, I think we'll get back to it at at later this week. Um, mm-hmm. It's not accurate. He's only completing 56% of his passes. Emory Jones, 67% of his passes, which is markedly better from Anthony Richardson. Um, yeah. Because no, like, how about, how about the fact that Emory Jones is completing, what was the number again? 67.4, 67. 67.4% of his passes. How many of his incompletions have been caught by the other team, Clint? That's you need two hands almost. You oh, need no. almost all your fingers. It's oh, no. nine. The answer is nine. If you're listening on audio, um, nine interceptions on the year. This Florida offense is much more and a cloud of dust than than the experts would have you believe. To your point, Clint. It's it's grinding out long drives. It's not a ton of explosive plays, as as evidenced by the fact that Emory Jones is over here Grayson Lamberting his way down the Ooh. field, Ooh. completing a lot of, a high percentage of his passes for seven yards an attempt and rushing. You know, they're three of their four leading rushers 
averaging five or less yards per carry. Meanwhile, I mean, who do you think averages more yards per carry, Clint? We Let's just go Stetson Bennett versus Emory Jones. Rushing yards per attempt? Rushing yards per carry. Florida, Florida, Florida. You try telling us, okay? Tell us. Just tell me. You tell me if Stetson Bennett's good or oh, not. But, because but Daniel, I could, I could, I could tell you right here. He's he's averaging seven point eight yards per attempt rushing the ball. Oh, is Stetson. that more or or less than Emory Jones? That's more, Daniel. That's oh, more. Well, what about two, the throwing? Is two, he- two, two interceptions for Stetson. Two. We already covered the throwing, so he's throwing for more. He's rushing for more. He's throwing Six, more. He's throwing 60, fewer interceptions. 69.5% completion. JT Daniels, oh, six, 76. Higher, yeah. He's throwing for yeah. a higher completion percentage, and he's throwing fewer interceptions to the other team. All of this That's is fascinating. Now, it's a, it's a grinded out, no explosive play offense. And let me just, let me just put, it, put it to bed. You're not going to do that against Georgia. What have we said is the one thing that you could maybe do against this Georgia team if you want to try to score some points? The thing that Kentucky decided to go. death march their own way down the field and never never even attempt to do, what's the one thing that we said you could do? You could either call every trick play in your playbook. That's Tr- the first drive that. that Kentucky scored that. on. Yep. Um, or you can try to take some deep shots. Now, is Emory Jones man enough to take a deep shot in this game? Is Dan uh, Mullen man enough to call a deep shot in this game? Please, please do, because all y'all been waiting around. Our DBs have matured. They are there. Um, I, I'm convinced this Florida offense is a poor man's version of Kentucky. And you look at the stats, Clint, and you would say, well, that's ridiculous. Florida ranks ninth in total offense. Kentucky sure. ranks 77th in total offense. And sure. so how could you even say that this Florida offense is a poor man's version of Kentucky? And then you look and you see Florida Atlantic, hmm. Florida, hmm. Tennessee. Hmm. Can they stop anybody? Hmm. Vanderbilt. Can Florida has simply... Florida fans trying to spin a narrative like Georgia hasn't played anybody. Florida Pat is patting all these offensive stats because you know Dan Mullen loves his offensive stats. Loves your game against Kentucky. They won the game. Did you know that? I, they won I, the game well, against Kentucky. According to some congratulations metrics. on their two-game winning streak against Kentucky because um, Dan Mullen's convinced. Florida pads their stats against these, you know. Equally, if not more so, no-name competition than Georgia has played. And yet, Georgia's offense, which I've heard is terrible, Clint. Awful. One of the worst. Not explosive, just bumbles its way down the field. What have we decided Florida's better at than Georgia so far offensively? What category was it that we that we came to that conclusion? Uh, Daniel, you're you're confusing this. With saying that we have Florida fans, Florida fans, please, please, in the comments, tell me objectively what Florida does on offense that's better than what Georgia does on offense. Uh, That's that's all I'm asking you to do. 
by the way, no Florida fan will react because he said objectively, and please you're on. You're please use you're, any data. Any you they don't you choose. even run. They don't even run the quarterback better than we run the quarterback. <laughs> nope. And it's Stetson Bennett the third, fourth, fifth. His dad could come out there and play. I don't know. It's that would be the, that'd be the second, but I digress. Okay. Um, right. hey, we're going to come back over this. We're going to talk about Florida's defense because I hear it's a DBU over there, Daniel. I hear it's DBU. We're going to get to that after Daniel lets you know about Bilt Bar. Yeah, let's talk about Bilt Bar because that's something that is real. Uh, Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar on planet Earth. They are delicious. They are uh, keto approved, high in fiber, high in protein, low in sugar. They're great for a meal replacement, post-workout, pre-workout, whatever you need on the go. Grab one, BuiltBar.com. You get a box. They come in a wide variety of delicious flavors. You get a variety pack. You can get a single flavor, whatever sounds best to you. And enter the promo code LOCKEDON15. Longtime sponsor of the show, Built Bar, is going to give you 15% off your first order. Maybe you're new to the show. You haven't heard about Built Bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It sounds You're thinking to yourself, no, it's not. And I'm telling you, yes, it is. Try it, and you'll see BuiltBar.com. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. All right, Clint. Uh, Florida has a defense, and um, sure. you've been told that they are DBU. I've been told D they have the best front seven in the SEC. Ooh. So where should we Ooh. start there? Uh, I want to start with their front seven. Daniel, let's talk okay. about their front seven. Okay, Brenton Cox. Um Star player, star on Florida's um, sad. Sad we line. don't have him, Daniel. We are sorely missing him. Oh my goodness! Can you imagine? We might be able to generate some pass rush if we had Brenton Cox. Hold on, this. Hold on, I'm getting something in my ear from intern uh -huh. executive producer Michael. Oh, that's right. Uh, lead. The, we are leading the SEC in sacks. Oh, okay. so well, Brenton Cox. Something. We we sorely miss you. Um, my favorite Florida fan, just absolute absurdity, is the narrative. Have you seen this narrative on the internet? This exists. Sure if you're not on the internet, kudos to you. First of all, wonderful life decisions that you're making. If you're not on Twitter, social media, you're, you're doing great. You're happier. But if you are, you've probably seen Florida fans who are legitimately arguing that Jordan Davis would not yeah. start yeah. on the Florida defensive line. Clint, are you seeing this? Have you seen it? Oh, I have, it's, Daniel. It's a real narrative. They are they're trotting people out here like Gervin Dexter, Zachary mm -hmm. Carter. I, I I don't know. I don't know who else they're trying to trying to talk to me about. But these are good defensive linemen. Don't get me wrong. Florida has a good defensive line. I wish I didn't have to get on here and berate them because it would be nice to actually say this is the thing that Florida does well. But Florida fans, of course, are going to make it uh, so that I have no choice to do that because Florida yep. fans are objectively the worst. Florida fans yep. run onto the field, take the mustard bottle, and and just squeeze it on top of the police officer's head. That's we what the Florida be, we fans We to be does. very clear. Tennessee – is awful and horrible and should never mm -hmm. be allowed entrance into a college football game ever and that, again. And that ranks them. They are the second worst person 
fandom in college football. Florida fan outshines them in every category of being the worst human beings possible. With the fury of a thousand suns, Clint. Yeah. Um, Florida's defensive front versus our offensive line slash run game slash pass pro. Clint, your thoughts. Here's the deal. You can go ahead and tell me all day long that that they're going to get pressure on us. They're going to bring heat, yada, yada, yada. Here's where Florida gets its heat from, from the aforementioned Zachary Carter and Gervin Dexter. Um, And you can try to throw on Brenton Cox, although his one sack on the year begs to differ on the the one, the one sack. What? One sack? Yeah. Um, Here's the deal. You have to bring multiple angles to get pressure on this offensive line. They don't do that. Todd Grantham says he trusts these defensive linemen to get pressure. Okay. How is it? We're 28 minutes into this podcast. We're just not bringing up the name Todd Grantham. Shame on us. That's only one. That's our bad. Um, look, this, this defensive line can't go chop for chop, can't go man-to-man against this offensive line. They're going to have to bring pressure elsewhere. And who do they have pressure-wise? They don't have anybody in the linebacking position. They don't have a N'Kobe Dean out there, Daniel, just waiting to come roaring down rushing. Okay? If they, they can't did. Get- Clint, if they did, what is what are we going to do? Clint, you think we have anybody, I don't know, big and tall, athletic, mm. over the middle, mm. who might want to mm. just – Catch that ball and, where the linebacker just vacated? What if we had two of those people, Daniel? Well, it seems twice as good, Clint. It seems almost double as good. I can't I can't listen to the Florida defense because again, they had to be at home against Bama to stop Bama. On and and by stop I mean thirty one points. Okay. So like first of all, Bryce Young's first road game. You saw what happened on Bryce Young's second road game, right? That didn't it it, it Spoiler alert, Bryce Young's not good on the road. Bryce Young might be Bo Nix. <laughs> is, did Uh-oh. I just did Uh-oh. I just create a narrative of Bryce Young is young throw Bo Nix? Throw that out there on the Twitter sphere. Look, I'm just gonna see what sticks. I'm just gonna throw some things out there. We're gonna see what happens. Um Okay. Florida defensively, they shut out Vanderbilt. Kudos to you. Sure. Again, we've gone through the list of opponents. They held Kentucky to 20 points. I guess that's um I don't know. I don't know what to tell I don't know what to tell you about this Florida defense. Do I think they are better than most of the defenses Georgia has played this year? Yes, I do. Do I think they are the best defense that Georgia has played this year? No, I do not. I just I don't think that they're nearly as good as Clemson. Nope. Clemson, by the way, third best defense in in all NCAA. Okay, cool. What if I told you I don't think they're as good as Kentucky? I just, I don't think defensively they are as good as Kentucky. And you saw what happened in the second half of that Kentucky game. Stetson got his groove back. Uh All of a sudden, second, third quarter, we're busting off long runs. Stetson's finding the open man, and the yep. offense just humming along. Again, for an offense that can't do anything, they can't score on anybody, they can't generate any points. Uh, Ohio How State many points fan? are we averaging a year? Oh, or, I'm, no, I'm, no, sorry, 35, a 38 points a game. Oh, no. Oh, but no. it's not 46 and a half against the likes of Rutgers in Indiana. 
So I don't know. 38.4, which is 13th best in the nation. Daniel? Wait. Now. That can't be right. Guys, if we seem confident, Mm -hmm. there's a reason. Oh, yeah. You know what the the reason is? It's because we're extremely confident. Listen. That's that's it. It's the Florida game. It's Jacksonville. We get it. I don't want to hear it. It's this Georgia team is so much better than this Florida team. And they At have not given you level. They've not given you any reason to think that they are going to play down to the level of their competition. At what moment this year have you seen the Georgia team play down to the level uninspired, of their competition? Uninspired against Vanderbilt. Nope. Oh wait. Oh wait. Okay, but 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 maybe maybe uninspired uh, against Kentucky. I mean, that was a hard scrappy one. Scrappy Arkansas there. Scrappy Arkansas. Uh, no, no, we put them away four drives in. Okay, I I just don't. There's no such there's no such thing as ghosts, George. I know Halloween's coming up. I don't know. I just don't know how to make it any more clear. How much is, would you pay to choose Dan Mullen's outfit after the game to come in the press conference for Halloween costume? I, I'll tell you this. I don't want I don't want that responsibility, Clint, because whatever I choose, not gonna be as good as whatever he chooses, knowing that he he picked it himself. Um all right. Literally the head coach. Literally. We've got a well for a minute. For 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 one more minute. <laughs> Uh, we got a big week of shows coming up. If you're not already subscribed, subscribe to the YouTube, subscribe to the audio podcast. Uh, we got guests coming on tomorrow's show. Uh, we probably have another guest on Wednesday. We might be dipping back in with another guest on Friday. So it's a big week Uh of shows. We're going to be talking Florida all week long. Uh, the Braves are in the world series. We're talking about the dogs. It's the world's Mm. largest outdoor cocktail party. Everything is right with the world. Mm. Georgia Bulldogs are still the unanimous number one team in the country. And uh, we're here for it every step of the way. So subscribe, comment, give us a thumbs up, leave us a rating and review, and we will see you guys tomorrow. See ya.